Welcome to The Torch, a podcast with Brian Gibbs presenting biblical insights and prophetic perspectives for cultural and current events in this hour, contending for personal revival, national awakening, and generational reformation. Produced by Victory, a church of his presence, and Light the Fire Ministries coming to you from Sarasota, Florida. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to The Torch. Great to be with you. It's a beautiful day in Sarasota, Florida. It's a beautiful morning, actually. We're having a a nice winter. Uh, just some cool, crisp temperatures here in the south. I know all of you from the north that are listening to this are loathing me right now, saying, give me a break, Brian. Um, but it's been a little little chilly. So, um, and, ooh, chilly sounds good. Chilly big pot of chili. All right, I got to stay on course today. All right, we're on the torch. Welcome to the torch. It is torch time. Uh, So thankful that you're with us. It's going to be a great morning or night. Whenever you're jumping into this, maybe you're up late at night and uh, you're not able to sleep or whatever, and you're jumping in. Um, We've got partners all over, uh, new friends, new partners jumping into the broadcast. So just so thankful, really, uh, how the Lord is using the torch and bringing ministry through it, uh, bringing anointing, bringing encouragement, and um, just so blessed. Let's do it today. Let's go to prayer. Let's go to the Lord. <clears throat> and I just really, I want to see how the Holy Spirit begins to navigate uh, even the subject matter of what I feel like I want to release today, because I'm going to be speaking on several different subjects, but I'm going to be speaking about wartime and warfare uh, in some different dimensions, whether it's natural or spiritual. So, um, yeah, just believing we're going to have a great day together. So father, we just thank you. I thank you for, I thank you above all things, father, for Jesus. And I thank you for the power of the Holy spirit that is residing and abiding and burning within us. Now, I thank you for all of my friends, I thank you that today you strengthen them, Lord, you energize them, you inspire them, Lord, to greatness, you infuse them with boldness and courage in this hour to do the right thing, to rise up, Lord, to be faithful on their watch. I thank you, Lord, that you are teaching us even today how to endure hardship as a good soldier as Paul wrote in to Timothy, Father, that you are training us even now to endure hardship. You're teaching us how to fight the good fight. You're teaching us how to overcome, Lord. And so I pray strength upon every believer. And Father, I pray that in this very volatile time concerning the Ukraine with Russia, with China, Taiwan, our nation, all of these things, Father, I pray today your interventions, and Lord, even for our military, our military families. Father God, I pray your protection over every one of our soldiers, our troops, in the name of Jesus. And I pray peace to their household. I pray that you will protect them. I pray strength for wives, for children, oh God in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I just pray that you direct the just the direction and the the ebb and the flow of this episode today 
and that there is there is life-giving anointing that comes forth from our time together in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Can I get an amen out there? Yes. <laughs> okay, so I know many of you are listening. Uh, many of you are watching. I know we have a different um, audience, and of course, these are available for both. Um, but I am just thankful that you are with me today. We are we are in a very volatile, um, very peculiar time that I believe the the. Uh, let's just call them prophetic uh, tectonic plates are moving. We know with tectonic plates that, it of course, that causes earthquaking. But I think we're seeing the shifting now uh, of time uh, concerning even biblical prophecy, things beginning to shape up, beginning to come forth. And I I really believe that the skeptics and uh, of Bible prophecy, even the mockers of biblical prophecy, are about to start looking with fresh eyes right now and, and soon in awe and wonder what is about to unfold before us. We are in a time of warfare. We're in wartime. And there's no doubt about it, natural and spiritual, and we understand that. We understand that we are in a time of epic conflict, not over, not not even just ideologies and all of that, but literally militarily. Uh, and so this is a time where, most importantly, your heart has to be anchored in the Lord. Um, we have to keep our spiritual equilibrium about us. And that the Lord is able to anchor us and give us courage in this hour to give us hope, to bring faith that, we, that, that literally we would move in the faith of God. That's what the word says, that we would be focused upon the Lord. Jesus said, um, Matthew 24, we know, verse 6, he says, you're going to hear of wars, rumors of wars, see that you are not troubled. For all of these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet, for nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Jesus goes on in verse 12, he says, but because of lawlessness abounding, that the love of many will actually be growing cold. And I want to declare over you and I, that is not going to be our story, that our love is not going to be growing cold that we're going to keep our spiritual equilibrium about us. We're going to be anchored. We're going to be steadfast. We're going to be prophetic. We're going to be receiving visions and dreams as the Lord is pouring out His Spirit on all flesh. And the Lord is, is not just going to cause us to be able to survive. He's going to cause us to soar in this hour, that we're going to mount up as wings of eagles, that we're going to see from a spiritual heavenly vantage point. We're, able, we're going to be able to rightly discern the hour as we're rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. If you can rightly divide, divide the, the word of truth, it means you can wrongly divide the word of truth. So we're going to be those who are rightly dividing the word. We're going to be those who are uh, accurately discerning the times even during this season of wars and rumors of wars. Now, unfortunately, you know, America is preparing to send 8,500 troops to the Ukraine. Now, we know there's far more uh, U.S. troops on the border of Ukraine than that, but they're looking at dispatching a fresh 8,500 troops um, on this assignment. Now, um, the Ukraine, let's just talk about this for a little bit, um, concerning NATO. Um, 
you have to cons- you have to consider this. There there is a changing of the landscape when it comes to foreign policy. President Trump was the one that claimed that NATO was absolutely obsolete. Uh, that Europe needs to do more to contribute to protect themselves. And I don't know how many of you remember that, but I think a lot of our audience would. Now we're going to see if NATO is really obsolete. I believe that we're at that crucial time. I predict personally that NATO is going to break up. I believe that that's coming. I actually think it's going to bring some earth-shaking events that's going to catch the world by storm in this hour. Um, of course, now these are my opinions, but uh, most of, I would say most of my opinions are based on events of, of the foundational truths that are backing me up concerning biblical prophecy. As we look at the landscape of Eastern Europe right now, we're trying to discern what hour is it? What time is it in the world right now? Um, are we really sure that Putin uh, how does Putin really feel about going to war right now? I mean, only he knows, and only his leadership around him knows. Um, we've seen their aggressive stance with now uh, 100,000 troops, Russian troops, on the border of uh, Ukraine ready to uh, invade. Um, here's a couple of things to think about, though. Um, these events right now, they are absolutely provoking Europe. And it reminds all Europeans that Putin uh, controls and manipulates the energy to Europe. I mean, that's no secret. Um, There's a lot of pressure in Eastern Europe right now, and we're about to see what they're going to do about it. I think we're going to have, like I said, a huge shakeup with NATO. But what are they going to actually do? Okay, now, the only people that know the source to that answer really is the Bible. And it's the Holy Spirit within us, guiding us, leading us, and obviously looking to the more sure word of prophecy. Okay. We, we don't, we don't, well, I want to be careful how I say this. We, I I love prophets. Okay. I believe in prophets. I believe in apostles, pastors, teachers, evangelists, but right now we have a more sure word of prophecy, and that is the scriptures. Okay, that's the eternal word of God. That's what should be setting um, our spiritual equilibrium on all things. That's what should be really scoping in our eagle goggles, our prophetic goggles, to be able to see um, every move that we're seeing in world events right now is leading up to what the Bible calls the B system. Of course, you can look in Revelation 13, Daniel 7, Revelation 17, um, Ezekiel 38 and 39, all of this. There is a superpower that is coming, that is going to emerge and come out of Europe. These 10 nations or these 10 groups of nations that they're all going to give their power and authority to the one that is called the beast. Let me just stop and say this once again. All of the all of the skeptics and the mockers of biblical prophecy are truly about to look with fresh eyes with awe and wonder about what is to come. Now, just a couple thoughts. We're talking about war and warfare, and we're going to segue away from some of this because I, I feel like the Lord's going to move me in some of the things that I've, I've prepared for today. But I want to stay in this thought. This is just a thought. Watch for something. Anytime Germany and Russia sign anything, war always follows. 
uh, Churchill found this out. Herbert W. Armstrong, uh, you know, not only Winston Churchill, but Armstrong, masters of history um, uh, and biblical prophecy as well. This is what they saw. Churchill was warning his own countrymen that Germany was preparing for war. And it's amazing, yet they called Churchill a warmonger. Churchill was a watchman, okay? He was he was alert on his watch. He was discerning accurately the hour of war. He saw it on the horizon. He was declaring it, yet they called him a warmonger. Um, Armstrong, um, he was he was called a crackpot, you know, for for warning um, the nation in 1934. Okay, that there would be a dictator that would be rising up on the scene. This is Herbert Armstrong that I'm talking about, that he would cause a world war between five and seven years. Now, of course, we know that that came to pass. Chamberlain, Neville Chamberlain, then the prime minister of England at the time, he we know he had to step aside and to make way for the real watchman that God had assigned who had he God had uniquely mantled Churchill for the job and for the assignment. Now, I just want to draw a correlation to this because this is the hour for God's watchman to be alert. This is time to be very sober and listening for the Lord on our watch, dreaming with God getting still before the Lord as watchmen, receiving instruction from the Holy Spirit, okay? So I want to encourage somebody out there, do not be surprised nor be offended uh, by the intensity of the spiritual warfare of this hour. The warfare is, is, let me say it to you like this, Um, the warfare is proof that actually your enemy has discerned your future, But what is most important about that is that Christ in us, who is the source of unlimited and unstoppable power, is the one who is going to draw us and take us forward. Let me say that again. Here's what we have to do in this hour. God has determined that we conquer. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. God has determined to, Jesus said, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. We have to be determined right now that the Lord teaches us how to war and how to fight and how to win, how to have an appetite for victory, how to war, how to war in the spirit, how to be discerning in the natural, how to discern the natural landscape and the and beyond the political landscapes, the spiritual landscapes, and learn how to use our spiritual spiritual authority and the name of Jesus, the power of his blood. I quoted earlier uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3. Um, Paul wrote to Timothy. He said, Therefore, endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Amen. This is the hour of the watchman. This is the hour to be very alert. God's not only going to speak to you for you. God's going to be speaking to you about your family, to those that you love, to those that you're in relationship with. God is uniquely speaking so that we are able to help each other get into right position at this time, because this is definitely a war time. And it's a war hour. This is a very critical hour that you need to be at the right place 
And that may mean, I mean, so many that we're connected to are in transition all over. I mean, we, we've got friends moving out of California. We've got friends moving out of all kinds of states. God is going to be uniquely repositioning you, replacing uh, replacing you in a new assignment and new, maybe even geographical locations. It is very, very key that you hear the voice of the Lord and that you stay on your watch. I'm going to segue over to 2 Timothy chapter 3. I want to read this out of the Passion Translation, verse 1 through 5. But you need to be aware in the final days, the culture of society will be extremely fierce and difficult for the people of God. Just give me a second here. I'm getting thirsty. We'll go right back into the scriptures. It's a little dry in the room. Not spiritually dry, but a little dry in the room. I'm going to start with verse 1 again. You need to be aware that in the final days, the culture of society will become extremely fierce, difficult for the people of God. People will be self-centered, lovers of themselves, and obsessed with money. They will boast of great things. They will strut around in their arrogant pride, and they'll mock all that is right. They'll ignore their own families. They'll be ungrateful and ungodly. They'll become addicted to hateful and malicious slander. Boy, is that accurate. That's a bullseye. They'll be slaves to their their desires. They'll be ferocious. They'll be belligerent, haters of what is good and right. We're seeing that just explode everywhere. With brutal treachery, they will act without restraint, bigoted and wrapped in clouds of their own conceit. They will find their delight in the pleasures of this world more than the pleasures of loving God. They may pretend to have a respect for God, but in reality, they want nothing to do with God's power. Stay away from people like these. Let me say that again. Paul writes, stay away from people like these. Now, as we're moving forward, I want to say to the listeners out there, those that are connected to the torch, those of you that are new that are connected to the torch, a lot of new listeners that are coming on. We've got two years of backlog on victoryfla.com, or you can download our Victory FLA app where we have done so many segments on end time prophecy and really prophetic um, episodes of where we sense that we are at. I encourage you go through the backlog, the history of that. You can go to every torch episode. So I encourage you in that. So for the Torch listener, I, I recognize this, this. This audience is full of watchmen. Uh, it's full of leaders, too. Uh, it's full of intercessors, warriors, worshipers. Um, we're not a company of people who has chosen just to insulate our lives from the world, just live these nice, comfortable, peaceful lives. We are a tribe or a company of people who are courageously stepping into the battles. We're we're not looking to run away from the battles. We're looking to never retreat and run into the battles and to position ourselves to win and take the land, take the landscape and win the battles in these last days. Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, he said, behold, I give you authority. I give you authority authority to trample. Let me tell you what trample means. Look it up. It means aggressive, powerful. It means to tread upon, to crush, and destroy. 
there's an, there's an aggressiveness. Amen. Can I get an amen out there? Jesus said, I give you authority to be aggressive over the enemy. Not for you to be on defense, to be on offense. I'm giving you the offense. I'm giving you the ball. I'm giving you the authority. I'm giving you my name. I'm giving you my word. I'm giving you my blood. I'm giving you my spirit. My spirit. I'm giving you my authority. He says, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. What is that? that? That's the nature and the character of devils. And it's the works of the enemy. I'm giving you power, right? To tread on all the works of the enemy, even sickness and disease. Come on, church, shout amen. And he says, over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I'm saying today in this hour as watchmen, especially in the place, in, in the place, excuse me, in the place of prayer, we have to use our authority. Get beyond just a hoping and a wishing. Get move over to decreeing. Move over to standing in your place of authority, exercising, using the name of Jesus in your prayer and intercession time, using the name of Jesus, using what the Lord is speaking to you in that secret place and saying it back to the Lord. That's what intercession is. We've said this many times. Prophecy is hearing from God and speaking to man. Intercession is hearing from God and speaking it back to God in the earth realm so that it will be established on earth as it is in heaven. God is always looking for a man and a woman to stand in the earth realm in agreement with him that will pull heaven into the earth and say, Father, just as Jesus taught us, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, Jesus would have never told us to pray that way if it were not possible, ladies and gentlemen. The Lord doesn't give you assignments if he doesn't actually plan on fulfilling those assignments that he's telling you to do. Can I get a witness out there? I'm saying use your authority. Come on, let me say it again. Use your authority over the works of the devil. My, I've said this before, I think, well, either on the torch or ministering at, at, here at Victory or other places. My dad taught me when I was a boy, you know, bullies talk a big talk, okay? They make a lot of threats until <laughs> until you punch them right in the mouth, all right? Now, as my dad's way of saying, use your authority, all right? Use your authority. We've been given authority from Jesus to deal with devils. And to also deal with the evil that is pervading itself in these last days. We're to give the devil no place. Now, we understand we're in wartime, okay? You can't be offended. You can't be surprised at the level of spiritual warfare and the trials that we're facing in this hour. And actually, we, we are strengthened in our faith. Hear this, soldier. You are strengthened in your faith. You're strengthened in your hope with every trial that, you're fa that, that you face. Th that is the way of God. That's the ways of God, okay? I, I personally, I don't major in warfare. Even though this is our subject matter of today, hear this today. I don't major in warfare. I major in Christ's victory. Okay, I don't ignore warfare. I don't ignore spiritual warfare. I see it for what it really is, but I'm the one who fights the good fight of faith because Christ has already won full supremacy. He holds all authority. And our mind has to be, our heart and our mind has to be renewed to that revelation. Jesus holds all authority and all power and dominion. 
And because he is within you, my friend, because, because you are in him, because he is in you and because you are in him, that always positions you for victory. So I'm not majoring on warfare. I'm majoring on victory. Let me read a scripture to you. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 through 14. It says, Beloved, do not think it strange. Don't think it's weird, okay? Don't be spooked out. Okay, don't be overly suspicious concerning the fiery trial with which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake in Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you for the spirit of glory and of God rest on you. On their part, he is blasphemed. He's talking about the world. But on your part, he is glorified. My God, let that strengthen you today. Those of you that are partaking in the sufferings of the Lord, the spirit of glory rest on you. The spirit of God rest on you. Now, obviously, this promise does not apply to those that are ignoramuses and the spirit of dumb and dumber are resting on them and they're just causing chaos and problems that they're not moving in the realm of the spirit they're not moving in the anointing they're being attacked because they're ignoramuses obviously and i'll get into the the greek and the hebrew on ignoramus later on the program yes you're welcome okay that was a nice segue so we're back uh romans chapter 8 and verse 37 i know some of you love that shane i know you're listening out there okay uh romans chapter 8 verse 37 it says yet in all things come on say it all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us here's what we have to grab hold of the lord is teaching us to fight the good fight of faith he's teaching us how to endure hardship as a good soldier, how to fight the good fight, how to learn how to become an overcomer and a conqueror in this hour. So don't get offended by the hours or by, by the warfare. Don't <laughs> help me, Lord, talk. Don't be offended by the warfare, okay? Don't be offended by everything that's happening right now. Don't be offended at the trembling cup that's in the earth and wars and rumors of wars in this hour. Don't flip out. Be anchored. Understand, guys, we are living in the last days, truly racing, racing towards the end of this age and the glorious return of Jesus Christ. He will return just as he promised, faithful and true. I want to read you something. I think that it would apply to today. If you're watching, you can see this. Of course, this is Bold as Lions. This is my second book, working on a couple other books right now. And I'm very hopeful that they're going to be released soon. Um, uh, most importantly, the book is uh, coming is Prodigal Nation, uh, America's Long Road Home. Um, this is right out of Bold as Lions. So this is a shameless uh, uh, plug and commercial for this. The future belongs to the righteous. If you don't have this book, those of you that are listening, I'm holding up the book right now. If you don't have the book, go to Amazon.com. Um, you can find Bold as Lions, The Future Belongs to the Righteous, or you can go to our Victory online store. And I think that is, Josiah, help me, it's victoryfla.com uh, slash store, dot store. 
let me say that again, victoryfla.store. Okay, so we, we've, all, we've got all kinds of, of uh, goodies and resources and all of that. Let me just take a drink here. So you can find that there. Um, God is really using the book, continuing to use it wave upon wave. They, they just continue to sell. Um, and I, I don't I don't actually talk a lot about it. Um, I think people would actually be surprised how many leaders in the body of Christ have read this book. Um, they'd be shocked, but I'm not going to take time to talk about that or make it sound self-aggrandizing. I want to read you something right out of Bold as Lions and transition into a few additional thoughts, uh, just streaming where we're at tonight. This is right out of the book, and this is a, a section that I called The Pride. Now stay with me on this, The Pride. I'm not talking about pride and arrogance or loftiness. Listen to what I'm talking about, The Pride. Cattle move in herds, birds travel in flocks, fish swim in schools, bees move in swarms, ants move in colonies. I've learned recently in ocean life that whales travel in pods. But when it comes to lions, they travel and live in communities that are called prides. Lions are symbols of strength, fierceness, and courage, and have been celebrated throughout history for these characteristics. They are commonly known as symbols of royalty and stateliness, carrying the identity as king of the jungle. Lions are the only big cats to live in groups called prides. Prides are close family groups. Hear this. Hear this prophetically. Listen. Prides are close family groups. They work together to defend their territory and their hunt. Our pride carries the royal commission to protect and defend our spiritual territory and region, to stay on the aggressive hunt for the advancement of his glory. Our pride is a culture of love intimacy, passion, loyalty, honor, and sacrifice. They are lovers, worshipers, intercessors, watchmen, gatekeepers, known for their sacrifice and servanthood. It's here within the pride that we discover other lions and lionists who have, a, who have covenant hearts who work to build a culture of untamed and radical faith. The soul of the pride, I'm reading on, the soul of the pride is made alive by the presence of Jesus himself. Their greatest privilege of all is learning and moving with the Lion King himself, Jesus. The creator of the universe identifies himself with the lion. He is eternally called the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, who has won our victory. That's Revelation uh, chapter 5, verse 5. As much as religion has tried to tame and domesticate Jesus, he's not tame. He's wild. His love is most fierce with burning intensity, strength, force, power, and aggression. Many have only seen and discovered the attributes of the lamb and gentleness, kindness, and meekness. Yet the Lord longs for all to encounter him as the lion, a fierce, burning, all-powerful, and all-consuming love. Our lion is triumphant. He's, he is the victorious and reigning king in great glory and majesty. 
If you are going to look into the eyes of the lion, you have to be prepared for the unexpected. Let me read that again. If you're going to look into the eyes of the lion, we need to be prepared for the unexpected. This lion will break your heart, but in the best way. This is necessary for true friends of the lion. God told this to Job. He said, brace yourself like a man because I have some questions for you that you must answer. When you look into the eyes of the lion, he will impart his eternal burnings and holy passions. And we need to brace ourselves for the impact. Friends of the lion need their hearts broken and consumed with his dreams, desires, and wonders. It will require great courage to fix our gaze upon his eyes. You'll be tempted to run and turn your head away because your eyes will become rivers of tears. Your heart will be broken and awakened in the depths of your own spirit. Your wells of compassion will burst because suddenly you will see them and you will hear them. These are the lives and the cries and the voices of a lost generation, wandering souls in darkness. You'll smell the stench of social decay and corruption that is coming up out of our cities. You will feel the indescribable pain and the yearning of our nation's own deliverance from this gross cloud of deception and hopelessness. Your reluctance and your resistance to feel the pain and the agony of those lost will begin to melt like wax in his presence. The insulation that we built up built up to keep our borders and our boundaries from the world will come tumbling down and you will hear his roar and you will tremble at his voice. Isaiah 66 says, hear the word of the Lord. You who tremble at his word, those who hear the roar of the triumphant lion will tremble at the sound of his voice. Sometimes following the lion, the lion can be frightening. Jesus said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. That's Matthew 16, 24. And now I'm going to read it to you. And again, this is right out of the book. The message translation describes that very scripture, Matthew 16, 24, like this. Anyone who who intends to come with me must let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. So don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I will show you how. My God, that is so powerful. In this wartime, in this time of upheaval, spiritual warfare, what is happening? The Lord intends for us to learn how to let him lead. My God, friend, listen to this. Let this take you, let this word take you in its grip right now. We have to learn how to allow the Lord to lead us. The Lord is in the driver's seat, not us. Okay? The Lord wants us not to run from suffering. He wants us to embrace suffering, understand it, learn from it. I mean, my God, I've said this so many times, folks. The church in the Middle East is experiencing unprecedented suffering in this hour. We think we're under suffering because we're being kicked off of Twitter or kicked off of YouTube and kicked off of, you know, or, or 
you know, banned by Facebook or something like that. Now, granted, those are all signs of communism. We, I, I totally get it. And you better believe that we have got to burn with the torch of the word of God. We've got to burn communism out of this country because it's here. It, it is boots on the ground right now. Back to the scripture. Anyone who intends to come after me, he must let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. This is what the Lord is saying to us. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. And lastly, I wrote following that, when you follow the lion, you deny yourself. And that is what true courage is. Hallelujah. Stay alert on your watch. Watchmen, stay alert. You gatekeepers, you leaders, you pastors, you ministers, civic leaders, my friends, partners, in Jesus' name, stay alert in this hour. This is a very, very sobering strategic hour. We need to be listening for the Lord, be in the secret place. Do not forsake the assembling of yourself together. Get with other burning hearts. Get in the place of prayer. Get in the place of intimacy with the Lord. Stay in the word. Let the Lord speak to you. Stay anchored, all right? Stay anchored. Keep your spiritual equilibrium about you. Don't be offended with God about the hour. Prophecy is to prepare us, not to scare us. Prophecy prepares us for the hour that we're going into. It's going to become far more turbulent. The Lord is with us. The Lord is for you. He is with you. He is for you. He's going to cause you to become a mighty overcomer. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loved us. Amen. Father, I just thank you for our time together. It's been a blessing. I thank you for all of those who have jumped in today or they're jumping in days from now or weeks from now that'll grab hold of this episode. <clears throat> Let it give strength to them. Let it encourage their heart, Lord. I thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. It's been great being with you. Uh, of course, I say this every time. Um, you can always go to victoryfla.com. Uh, download our Victory FLA app. It's on every streaming app known to mankind. No, it's not. I don't even remember what we're on, Josiah. I know we're on several different platforms. Uh, Roku, am I saying it right? Roku, Roku. I'm not speaking in tongues right now. Yes, you're welcome. It's on all of them. So just find us. We're out there. We're out there somewhere in the known universe. <laughs> VictoryFLA.com, you want to go there. Um, obviously, Facebook is not our major platform. That's not our ministry platform. We're on there. Um, I'm I'm on there, and then I'm kicked off of there, and then I'm on there, and then I'm kicked off of there, and then I'm banned from there. So anyway, you can find Victory there. You can find Light the Fire Ministries there. Um, I want to thank all of our partners on the behalf of my wife and I, um, our team here. Thank you so very much for sewing into our ministry. Um 2021 was a year of just supernatural abundance and 2022 is going to be the same. Um, we are looking right now for our miracle building, our miracle property, uh, not building, but buildings, uh, our miracle property. Continue to sow with us. I want to thank everyone. If you sowed $1, if you've sowed $10,000, if you've sowed 50000 and that has happened, um, we want to thank you. And um, God is increasing us in this hour. It is time to build and go forward. 
It is time to advance. We're looking for a property that we can retrofit and make ours to be able to function, to be able to flow, uh, to transition quickly, to, to go strong, uh, keep the momentum. And so every dollar that you sow will help us. You go to victoryfla.com, go to, and obviously uh, FLA stands for Florida, all right? It's not like Chick-fil-A, it's Victory Filet. So you can go there, you can give there, scroll down on the giving page. Um, you just go right in the menu there for giving. It says Miracle Building, Miracle Property, and you can sow there today. I encourage you to do that. Thanks for your offerings. Uh, again, tithe to your local church, but thank you for sowing into our ministry. Amen. Listen, we love you guys. And until we meet again, remember this, the future does not belong to the God mockers. And it surely doesn't belong to the God haters. The future belongs to the righteous and the righteous are bold as lions. Amen. Keep the fire burning. I'll see you next week.